You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Haley has a true passion for helping female entrepreneurs succeed and thrive. I love the wisdom she shares here and her focus on mindset through it all. You might be surprised to find out the one tip she has that you can do today to get your mindset right. Haley, I am honored that we are having this conversation today. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes, I am very excited. Thank you for having me. So let's just kick it off and just tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I am an entrepreneur. I love to dabble in a lot of different things, but uh, ultimately settled on being a marketing coach and a motivational speaker. And I love what I do. I've been in business for about six years now and kind of got into a business in a weird way. I never anticipated on being an entrepreneur or being in business for myself, but uh, to make a long story short, I was engaged and was about to actually finish my last year of college. Um, and all in the same week, got a letter from my school saying, you can't come back because of financial aid reasons. And my fiance called off our one month away wedding, just totally out of the blue. Mm. Um, so pretty much everything I thought made up the future, you know, when you're young, it's like, okay, you know, this is how my life is going to be. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is who I'm going to be with. And all of that was just gone. Um, and so after, you know, wallowing in it and having my, my total breakdown moment, I realized I had to do something. And the only skill I felt like I had was actually wedding planning. Uh, if you can believe the irony of that. (laughs) So, I started wedding planning for some friends I had that were getting married and it turned into a whole business very, very quickly. And about six months in, I sat down and realized I have to learn how to run a business. And, you know, I Googled my heart out. I learned from anybody and everybody who would be willing to teach me anything and really started getting good at the marketing side and the social media side and just really falling in love with that world. And about three months, uh, three years in, decided to open a second company. And over the years, that's what has transitioned into uh, my company, Luckity Media, today. And so now I'm a marketing coach. I got into podcasting and that led me into being a motivational speaker. And it's just been a really, really crazy journey to get here, but I absolutely love it. And I can't imagine life being any different than it is now, which is crazy because I never imagined this life to begin with, but I get to work with really incredible women and just watch them grow amazing businesses. And that's for me, what it's all about. And I love that you shared that because that there is so much to the journey that gets us to where we are today. I think so often people will say like, oh, wow, like you, I feel like you had success overnight and oh, no, no, no. There was so many uh, obstacles. And um, as we will discuss later, failures that really kind of set us up to where we are today. So I love that you shared that, Haley. And when someone starts working with you, are they in a similar boat? Are they really kind of at the beginning of their business journey where you were, you know, six years ago? Or, you know, are they further along? What does that look like for somebody that does start to work with you? 
Yeah. So with my marketing clients, most of them have already started their business. They know, you know, kind of the area they want to be in. They, they've got their mission down and their why, um, but it's just the how. And so that's when they come to me and they say, you know, I've got this, this business that I've got the basics down, right? I, I've got the ideas, I've got the, the services or the products or the things that I want to offer. And I know the value I can provide, but I don't know how to find the right people to sell it to. I don't know how to market it in a way that makes sense. I don't know how to do the the social media stuff or actually scale it to make more money. And so that's where they come to me and we start to work on those pieces. And so typically it is people who um, are probably about one to two years in. So again, they've got the basics, but they just really need help on now taking it to the next level. And, and I love that because I feel like I get to still kind of put in some of the building blocks with them. Cause I think even a year or two in, you know, you've got the basics and you get the general idea, but you're missing a few of those foundational pieces. So I get to help them fill in those gaps and then start to really build on that. And so it's kind of a, a cool experience for me as the coach to get to, you know, kind of um, see all of that come together and then see that really quick transformation happen. Yeah, I love that. And when you're working with women, I know you you have said you're a big fan of the word yet. Yes. So talk to us. How how do you use this word and why why are you a big fan? Yeah. So I I always tell everybody I believe that the word yet is the most powerful word in the dictionary. And I believe that because if you think about any sentence, if you add the word yet to the sentence, it entirely changes the meaning of that sentence. So if I say, I'm not ready versus I'm not ready yet, or I don't know enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not qualified enough. If you add yet to any of those sentences, it drastically changes the meaning. And so I really believe that it's such a powerful word that not enough people and especially not enough women are using. And especially as business owners, I think we tend to be so hard on ourselves. And I, I love social media. I love it so much. It's, it's my whole job basically, but I believe we live in this world where everything is so easily accessible to us with the internet, with social media. And unfortunately that comparison game is so accessible to us. It's so easy to hop online and see what other people are doing who maybe are in similar fields to us or started at the same time as us, or they're the same age as us, or maybe they're younger than us and started mm-hmm. long after we did. And that makes it even worse, right? And so we, we tend to be so hard on ourselves with, well, I'm never going to get there, or I don't know enough to do this, or you know, maybe I should just go back and get a corporate job because I'm I'm not qualified for this and I I don't have value to give or and and we say all of these things to ourselves and the truth is that some of that may be true. Maybe we don't have the qualifications yet. Maybe we haven't figured out this skill yet, but it's the yet that makes that so important because that yet tells you that you have the capability to do the thing. 
you just have to go out and get it. You have to go out and find that skill, learn that thing, you know, take advantage of the resources you have at your disposal. And with the word yet, I I have a little acronym that I like to share. Okay. Because I believe that in order to embrace the possibility of the word yet, in order to, you know, look forward and say, you know what, I, I can do this. I have that capability. You also have to embrace where you are. And so I always like to, to say, I believe yet stands for you embrace today. And if you can do that and you can sit down and you can say, you know what, it's not that I'm not there. It's that I'm not there yet, but I'm going to revel in this moment of how far I've already come. And I'm going to be happy with where I'm at and with the journey that's ahead of me to get to where I want to go. That's really embracing the power of the word yet. And that's really embracing the possibility of everything that you've ever wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I really like that. And you are full of golden nuggets because (laughs) you also said something that really stuck with me. And it's that you learn more from failure than you do from success. And I'm sure you're pulling from this from from past experiences because they led you to where, you know, in the moment you think it's a failure, but where you are today, you wouldn't be without them. So it's so true, but talk to us about why is that? Yeah, I a hundred percent believe this. And, you know, I just kind of shared some of my story where my entire business, the entire essence of who I am now was built out of a moment, well, two moments that just happened simultaneously (laughs) that made me feel like I had messed up everything. I felt like I had let everybody around me down. I felt like I had let myself down. I felt like nothing I did was good enough. And that's now what built, that was the foundational block for what built who I am, my current relationship, my current business, this entire life that I have. And so that resilience is what led me. I mean, how many people do you really know who just had a failed wedding and say, you know what, I'm going to open a wedding planning company. (laughs) And some people might call that stupid and maybe it was, but it got me here. Mm -hmm. And so it's that resilience that I think has been my greatest asset. And I think it's that resilience that every single business owner has to have if you're going to be successful, because you cannot go into business, especially for yourself and not fail. And I think that's the beauty of it is in the moment, it's impossible to really see what that failure is going to teach you and what that failure is capable of doing for you. But if we look back on our lives, for most of us, we can pick out a failure or two that really worked out for us, that really benefited us in a lot of ways. And so I I really just believe that if you can convince yourself in the moment that this failure might be happening for you, that something good may come of it, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel that you may not yet be able to see, it makes it a little bit easier to stand back up and say, you know what, I'm going to keep going. And I can relate to that so much, Haley. Um, I'm kind of always telling the story of how I, I went through two similar instances and um, my sister-in-law kept saying, 
but there might be something better. And the first time she said it, you know, it was like, oh, that's not what I want to hear right now. I want you to play in my pity party. But then when that came true, I was like, okay, she was right. So then when it happened again, I thought, well, I can't have luck twice. I can't fall into a situation where my failures turned out for the better twice. And then it was true. And so, you know, I really, really connect with that and relate to that. When you're looking at these failures, though, what is kind of the mindset shift that you have to make? Like, how can you use these to your advantage? Yeah, absolutely. So I think in the moment, it's hard to do that, right? Like when you're right in the middle of the failure and you're throwing that pity party and you're like, no, I just want everybody to join in on this and and tell me that I have the right to be sad or mad or upset or, you know, whatever. It's really, really hard to do that. But I think that goes back to the power of the word yet. You know, I'm not over this yet. I haven't gotten through this yet. This hasn't taught me something yet. It goes back to that. Once you've gotten past it and you can kind of start to recognize how it is for you, what it is going to teach you, then it's just making that mindset shift of saying, you know what, I'm going to allow it to do that. Because I think a lot of the time, even once we've, gotten over a failure, so to say. I don't know that you ever get over it and you shouldn't, but once we've essentially gotten through it and and said, okay, you know what? I'm back on my feet. I'm moving forward. Most of us tend to not want to look back. We don't want to look back at it and recognize that it exists. We want to forget about it and put it behind us, right? But I think if you can take that with you until you get a moment to use it, until you find out what it was supposed to teach you, until you realize what, you know, personality trait it gave you that is going to build everything else that you have. I think if you can just hold on to that for a little while, that's the mindset shift that needs to happen. If you can just bring it along and say, you know what, this was hard and it's hard to even think that it happened, but I'm still waiting to find out why it's going to build me right? I I really believe if it doesn't kill you, it builds you. So why is it going to build me? How is it going to help lay one more block on this, this foundation of who I am and just carry that with you until you get the moment to use it. And you'll know when that moment is because all of a sudden it'll all make sense. And you'll look back and you'll go, wow, this was it. This was the, Mm -hmm. this was the catalyst for everything that I've built. This was the catalyst for who I am. This was the catalyst for the story that I get to tell. And so it's just that that little tiny shift of saying, okay, this was hard, but I got through it. I'm on my feet. It didn't kill me. I'm not down and out. And now I'm going to, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to take it with me. I hope you all are writing this down because these are such good nuggets from Haley. Now, Haley, when you start working with female entrepreneurs, I want you to just kind of think broadly in the sense, um, you know, maybe it's not necessarily marketing, maybe it's not necessarily their mindset, but what is the biggest mistake that you're seeing that they're making? I think the biggest mistake overall is probably just that comparison game that I mentioned. Hmm. Because I think, you know, you mentioned earlier that sometimes it really looks like overnight success. And I think just going back to what we were saying about, you know, the world we live in, we have such easy access 
but it's easy access to what people want you to see. And it's so easy as women, as business owners, you know, some people are also mothers and have families and, you know, you're a best friend to somebody. Like we, we wear all of these different hats and it's so easy to hop online, hop on a social media platform, look at the television, look in a magazine and go, well, why do her hats look so much better than mine? Mm-hmm. Why does she wear them so well? And mine look like they've been ripped to pieces. And I think that that one little moment of comparison can break you down in a thousand different ways. And so most of the time when I'm working with women, at some point we have to dig into that piece. And maybe it's just shutting down, you know, not, not looking at those outside things for a while and, and just focusing on you until you can get that confidence to build what you want to build and come back and say, you know what? doesn't matter what their life looks like because mine is amazing. But maybe it's it's that mindset shift of, of having to hone in on, you know what? I can see her and I can support her and I can celebrate what she's done, but I can also recognize that that is not my journey and that is not where I am and that is okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think if you can make that mindset shift, that makes all the difference. But most of the time, that's the mistake that I see is, is that comparison game. And I hesitate to call it a mistake because it's not, it's not our fault, right? It's just so easy to do, to fall into that trap. But that is the thing that I think most of us have to work through at some point. I know you can't see me right now, but I'm just sitting here nodding my head like, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I think we all have struggled with this. And, you know, even if we have struggled with it and kind of felt like we overcame it, I think it still can pop up from time to time. And um, we kind of slip back into those old uh, way of thinking. If someone's listening to this and they just really, they're resonating with everything you're saying but they feel like they need to just like take action before, you know, they're working with you or uh, really they just feel like they need one takeaway. What is like one action item that they can go enact in their business today? Yeah. So I would say go in and, and really get serious about where you're looking for your inspiration. Um, so I know, you know, we all get on social media and and things like this and and we hit those follow buttons because we want to support our friends and we want to support our colleagues and we want to follow these really incredible women that we look up to so much, but those tend to be the women that we compare ourselves to. And there is such a thing as an unfollow button. And Mm -hmm. I believe, and, and this is so controversial, but I believe that it is not a bad thing to unfollow someone. It is not anything to do with them. It is everything to do with you. Mm. And it doesn't mean you have to unfollow them forever. It's just for now. It's till you get to where you can look at them and not compare yourself. And if that means, I actually, I have a friend right now who has gone out on Instagram and unfollowed every single person. Wow. It's very brave, right? We hear that and we're like, whoa, (laughs) did she lose some followers? Of course. Am I still following her? Of course. But I don't need that follow back from her. Mm -hmm. I know why she did it. And she still has 10,000 followers who 
are sticking with it. And she's telling this story of why she did it. Mm-hmm. And it's for her own sanity and her own mental health. And I applaud that because it takes it, it takes a moment of bravery to say, you know what? I've got to put me first in this moment and that is okay. And I will come back to you guys. And if you can do that, I think that is the first step in breaking down that comparison game. And when you get there and you've broken that down, now you can build up everything else. Now you can learn to scale. You can learn how to have the confidence to sell yourself and your products and your services and whatever. You can learn everything else that you need to learn because you have the confidence to just focus on you for one minute. So that would be my action tip is look at where you're getting your inspiration from. Look at who you're looking at on a daily basis and cull that list down a little bit. and. Be very picky about who you're allowing into your digital world and don't be afraid to say, you know what, I have to remove this person for just a little bit. It doesn't have to be forever, but it has to be for now. That is brilliant, Haley. I love that. And I think, you know, even for people that are in the digital space, you know, we take for granted the ability that yes, we can still unfollow people. And yes, I may not be able to delete Facebook and Instagram from my phone uh, like other people like to on the weekend, but I can still unfollow and still control the the media that I am taking in through those platforms. So I love that. Yes. So switching a little bit to you personally, how do you like to be selfish? And of course, I'm going to preface this by saying selfish is a positive word in this light as far as how you practice self-care? Absolutely. I love this question. Oh my gosh. Um, Because I think more women need to be selfish, right? (laughs) We do. We do. We need it. We need it. We need that self-care time. And, you know, like I said, we wear so many hats and we feel like we have to take care of so many people. For me personally, it's really about boundaries. And Sometimes I mess up on this because t- I'm I'm a recovering workaholic. <laughs> I think we all are, right? Yes. Um, but for me, it's about boundaries and it's about really, really trying to say, okay, you know what? When my husband gets home around five o'clock, I'm shutting it down. I'm not gonna be on my laptop. I'm not gonna be working from my phone. I'm gonna shut it down. I'm gonna spend some time with him for the evening same thing on the weekends. And like I said, I don't know that I always do a good job of it, but for me, that's, that's my self-care moment is just getting to spend some time with him and not Mm. have to feel like I have to email back every client or respond to every message or, you know, post at a specific time or, or anything like that. And so really just trying very hard, even though I fail sometimes to implement those boundaries and, and spend time with my husband. That's, that's my, my selfish moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a, a really good reminder for all of us. Cause I do think that is something I definitely struggle with. And I'm sure there's others as well. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Um, that's a very introspective question. I think throwing the hard balls at you. Haley. Yeah, you are. You are right now. I mean, I guess, you know, I wish I could be making more money. Like, I guess, yeah, is okay. that a good answer? Like, sure. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I think I'm very happy with the place that I've gotten to. 
And I feel like now I get to spend a lot of time outside my business, which is not something that I always had. And I get to spend enough time in my business to really hit the goals that I want to hit. So I guess, you know, if I was making more money, that would make me a little happier, maybe. (laughs) But I don't know. I think I'm for right now, you know, in this season, and it changes from season to season. But in this season, I think I'm pretty happy with the quote unquote balance that I have. So that's a tough question. (laughs) Well, if it's so tough that I think that is right. I think that means you are, you know, pretty satisfied with, with how things are, are laid out right now. So that's good. Um, Okay. So to wrap things up, Haley, what is next for you? Ooh, so many things. Um, (laughs) I have a lot of projects I'm working on because I am one of those people that unfortunately I hit a goal and I'm already on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so taking the time to celebrate is hard, um, but I've got really, really just very audacious goals. And right now, um, one of the ones in progress is I am writing a book. So that, wow. is the, that is the project in progress. And it is probably one of the hardest things that I think I've ever done in my business, but mm. I'm so excited about it. So that's that's what's next on the horizon, I hope. <laughs> so fun. Well, Haley, you are a joy, and I really appreciate you taking the time to just share so many good nuggets and action items that we can go enact today. So thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you so much for, for having me. This was such a wonderful conversation, and I love your energy. So I appreciate being here. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.